0: stories, big guests, the big
1: picture. Afternoons with Rob Brackenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3. 770 CHQR. That's a situation no pet owner ever wants to have to face. Your pet doesn't seem well, you bring your pet into the vet, and lo and behold, um, you know, something major needs to be done, and you're looking at thousands of dollars. And you're in that situation where um, you know, you're making a, a life-or-death decision regarding your pet based on financial considerations. It's a tough situation. It's one that a lot of people find themselves in. But, of course, pets need medical care. And, obviously, in, in a lot of cases, people have a really good relationship with their veterinarians. So, I mean, is there a problem here that needs to be addressed? Certainly, if people have those financial considerations, it's something to, to consider before, before getting a pet. Maybe something you encounter. We went through the process recently. We adopted a dog through ARCS, and it's one of the questions they asked us. What if something came up down the road? What if you had to uh, get some surgery or some expensive treatment for the dog? What would you do then? So you need to keep that in mind. And there are options. There's pet insurance, exactly, for example, that's, that's available. Now, we had this uh, legislation presented last week by the Alberta government that's kind of wide-ranging consumer protection legislation. That's how they're billing it. And part of it involves uh, veterinary fees. Now, veterinarians are, are private practices. They can set their own fees. And the Alberta government's not necessarily stepping into to mandate what those fees should be. Uh, but this legislation would require some additional disclosure about how pe- how those fees are communicated to people. So VETS would be required to disclose those fees up front and would be required to get customer approval before any procedures are performed. They will also be allowed to advertise what they charge, something that is currently prohibited. So that doesn't seem unreasonable to me. But the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association has some concerns with these proposals. Joining us on the line is Dr. Phil Biot, who is a Deputy Registrar and Complaints Director, uh, for the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association, Doctor Biot, welcome to the program.
0: Good afternoon, Rob. Great to be here.
1: Like I say, I mean, on the surface, the, these changes don't seem unreasonable. What what is the concern from your perspective?
0: So we we have several concerns, Rob, and uh, you know, on on the on the one hand, we uh, have not uh, participated fully with the Ministry of Service Alberta in, in developing this legislation and these changes. Uh, we, we've had good relationships with the Ministry of Labor, who is normally responsible for our legislation and making amendments to the act and the regulations, but we haven't been fully consulted on them getting getting into the proposed amendments though the uh, the first would create some regulations requiring authorization obtaining authorization from clients and and providing full disclosure on fees and we've got some concern with that because that that is already existent in our current bylaws and, and in is standard practice that Veterinarians across the province will get authorization from clients and disclose fees for all, all types of animals and all services, any procedure, any treatment being administered. The Act, the proposed, sorry, proposed amendments to the Act would uh, limit that down to certain animals that are prescribed by the regulations and certain procedures, and we have a concern that that would cause a certain amount of confusion uh, in veterinary practices to have this uh, duplication of the legislation.
1: Okay, but regarding uh, the the customer approval or, you know, getting that that consent before any sort of procedure is done, you're saying that this isn't really an issue that needs to be addressed because that's what happens anyway.
0: That's correct. So right now in the Act, there's a section that allows the ABVMA, the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association, to create uh, regulations. Uh, And in the regulations, uh, it talks about not only having standards of practice, but there's a whole section in the regulation about, practice inspection and practice standards and the association has created a document called our practice inspection practice standards bylaws and there are quite a few references throughout the bylaws requiring what we call informed consent and that's a universal requirement of of health professionals to obtain informed consent of of their clients uh, before any procedure or treatment is performed on the animal, and that is that is enforced on our members and, and largely complied with in practices across Alberta.
1: Now, when it comes to fees, how are fees determined? Uh,
0: fees fees are set individually by practices, as you mentioned in the preamble, Rob, uh, by the practices uh, based on the services they provide, uh, their the resources, their expenses, and what what their clientele will, uh, um, what the, the their clientele will uh, um, pay for, okay. Mm-hmm. And private businesses, much like any other in the province, they'll set their fees um, as they see fit.
1: So fees are going to vary from practitioner to practitioner.
0: There, there can be some variation depending on on geography in the provinces and the level of service provided. However, what what doesn't vary is is compliance with the with the minimum acceptable standards of practice in the province, and those those are communicated by the association to all members. And, and as I said most of the practices will comply with those
1: okay well when it comes to this legislation then and mandating that these fees be disclosed uh up front what what's the concern there
0: well the disclosure up front uh is is not an issue right as long as the disclosure is happening uh in in person in the practice now the the client is communicating with the veterinarian the veterinarian has made a made uh, uh, an assessment, a determination of what needs to happen, then those fees definitely need to be disclosed as part of obtaining informed consent. Um, part, of the, uh, propose, part of Bill 31 that proposes amendment to the Veterinary Profession Act talks about fee advertising. And, and this is where a veterinary practice may, may uh, post fees to a website or to the public. And, and there's some concern that in posting those fees, there's a potential for some, some confusion um, for veterinary medical services, it's difficult to accurately predict fees. Uh, that that a fee that may, might be advertised is not ultimately one that that uh, comes to be uh, paid by the client, and that that's a result of of decisions that might be made in between the veterinarian and the and the client uh, at the time of examination. One of the examples we use is that of vaccination. So if a veterinarian could post. A, or advertise a fee for for a vaccination appointment, uh, however, upon attending with the veterinarian and discussing past history uh, certain risk factors, including travel, perhaps, determine that other vaccines might be in the best interest of their pet, and as a result will result in a in a different uh, a different fee for that service and so there is some concern that um, trying to set out fees and, and and treating veterinary medical services like a commodity. Uh, might pose some risk to to the to the provision of of a standard of care, and uh, could could impact animal health.
1: But if it has a price attached to it, I mean, it, it is a commodity, isn't it?
0: It is, but it's certainly difficult to to get that across without having a conversation. And so, what we, what we talk about in veterinary medicine, as opposed to having it a commodity, uh, we think that veterinary medical services are best provided in the context of a. What we call a veterinary client patient relationship uh, and that's a situation where the veterinarian is is responsible for making medical decisions about the care of an animal in concert with the owner the owner is going to agree to follow those instructions and the veterinarian is available for follow-up and uh, we feel that that's the best way that we can promote excellence in care and care and and protect animal health and welfare uh, i think that a client, an animal owner, making a decision that attending at a particular veterinary practice based on fees alone places places that animal at risk of not getting an appropriate standard of care.
1: But if the person can't afford the care, then the animal's not going to receive it at all.
0: Well, and certainly we we recognize that that there are some challenges with uh, with uh, paying for for veterinary services. Um, you know, these days society. By and large, treats their pets as a member of the family, and have come to expect a, a level of care that parallels that which is available in the human health system. And we do see very many uh, veterinary practices across the province that pro- provide excellent care. And we know that there are some situations where where animal owners may have have difficulty providing the best quality care, but through discussions with their veterinarians, can arrive at, at what they can what they can provide. In many cases, through those discussions, they can they can find solutions to provide the care that's needed.
1: Okay, but if uh, uh, someone's pet needs surgery and uh, a veterinarian is is offering that surgery at a lower price, one that the person can afford, what's wrong with that?
0: But certainly, for an individual case, there might be, it might be nothing wrong with that. Um, over over time, uh, having downward pressure on the cost of services that are provided, at some point in time, something has to give, and we're very concerned if what gives is the standard of care that's provided. And so certain things like uh, optimum drug usages for pain control, use of registered veterinary technologists to help support providing that care, those types of things are expenses that really can't be compromised in practice and still maintain quality care.
1: So going forward, uh, as you say, then, your association was really not consulted on this. Uh, Is it your hope that in the process of this uh, legislation working its way through the legislature that maybe there's an opportunity to, to address some of these issues, maybe make some changes?
0: That, that's, our, that's our intent, and that's our hope, is to be able to communicate directly with Minister McLean. Uh, we've reached out to her. We hope that there can be some, uh, some discussion through debate on this bill that ultimately would remove those sections of the bill that seek to amend the Veterinary Profession Act.
1: Well, People can read more at abvma.ca. Dr. Biel, thank you for joining us here today. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Rob. It's my pleasure.
1: All right. Uh, That is uh, Dr. Phil Biote. He is uh, Deputy Registrar and Complaints Director with the Alberta Veterinary Medical Association. So that's where their concerns are. Uh, I think feeling maybe a little blindsided by this legislation, uh, saying that it's, in certain respects, unnecessary intervention and can maybe even cause some confusion for people who are looking for for medical care for their pets. 403-974-8255. Do you think we need this kind of regulation? I mean, people realize that, look, if your your dog needs surgery, that's going to cost some money. And like I said at the outset, I think when people are making that choice to, to bring a pet into the family, you realize that that may be something you have to deal with down the road. So something to keep in mind when you're making that decision and looking at other options, like having medical insurance for your pet, that's something that's available. Ensuring maybe you got a little bit of money set aside, just in case we have to deal with that situation at some point. So... Uh, things to keep in mind. But, yeah, absolutely, being able to communicate those fees to people so they're not caught off guard by that, so they're not being told after the fact that, oh, well, we had to do this Well, your dog was here, so here's the bill. That doesn't seem right either. Nine seven four eight two five five. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.